Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, evil conglomerates, mutant kangaroos, reserve mechanics, Malcolm McDowell, and an insane dildo-obsessed tank girl. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 17, Tank Girl, Rocket Tits. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spire Can Movie Review. This is your host, Zan. And co-host, Deke. Yes, you're back again. I'm back and I love to be here. It's a, it's a miracle. Usually you have five episode gaps between your episodes. I know, I'm actually addicted to podcasts and it's, it's been great. Um, feedback's been good and I just kind of enjoy doing this all around. Yeah, it's a fun way to kill a night out if you don't want to just... Pay to go out to the movies or go to a dinner. Just chill out, podcast, do some other things we can't talk about. Because of course we don't condone anything bad. No, we just abide by it. <laughs> the dude abides. Zach, <laughs> which should be on no. The that's list. that's 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 something coming up. We actually have five key months coming next year. Okay. And next year isn't that far away. It's actually in <laughs> eight weeks. Yeah, it's actually right around the corner. Exactly, so no time. So, either way, for those who don't know, Spark can decide that provides information and reviews about movies. What happens is, every episode, we review a movie and we bullshit about it so that you don't go to the, bookstore, the movie store and say, hey, this movie looks cool because of the cover and the jacket copy. I got $20, I'm going to spend it on this fucking movie. <laughs> and then you bring it home and the movie is utter fucking complete bullshit, and then your children don't eat dinner for the week, because rather than buy, you know, ramen and mac and cheese, you ended up buying a fucking steaming pile of shit that's used as a coaster for your, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon beers. Well, why would you use it as a coaster? I would take out the disc, and then just like a ninja, throw it like a ninja star to kill the postman. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it across the room, it sticks into the sheetrock wall, you just have a, the, the rejected DVD fucking collection that's, in the wall. That's a brilliant idea. 
Well, <laughs> either way, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com, zan at spirekin.com, deke.spirekin at gmail.com. And also, you can check out our new form, spirekin.darkbb.com. It's good. We're all there, and uh, you leave a, leave a thread, and one of us will post back on it. Definitely, and we have a lot of interesting rants, including one person who decided to just put a rant about why GoldenEye Wii sucks. Although I am looking forward to it. Um, I started the thread saying it was awesome, then she says it sucks, and it's a whole back and forth. Did she play it, though? No. We played it. No, she has a point. She has a point. She says the reason why she didn't like it is that Daniel Craig... Is Bond, and I agree. Okay. I, I hate Daniel Craig as Bond, but that's for the Goldeneye episode. I okay. Well, yeah, I personally didn't didn't mind Daniel Craig as Bond, but um, that's for the that's for the Quantum yeah. of Solace okay. episode. So either way, besides that, you can call us two zero six three five zero eight four six two, and remember to check out our main podcast, the Spark and Monger Review, where we're up to one hundred and eleven. Oh. oh, well, 110. I'm supposed to finish it. Well, it's the fucking two-hour berserk episode. The hidden episode. Where we haven't. We still have. We've been teasing it. Nobody. Nobody will ever hear it until a special day. Now we should really just get into this. Pull it off like a fucking band-aid. We really should, right? It's a band-aid on a fucking gaping wound. Yeah. So let's just get this out of the way. So you remember from the last episode of the Spirekin movie review, we rolled the. Movies. Of movies! And it dictated that we would be reviewing a movie, well, that's starring Lori Petty, Ice T, and Malcolm McDowell. Yes. And that should be a winning combination. <laughs> Under normal circumstances, plus a very young Naomi Watts, who you know from The Ring and King Kong and uh, plenty of movies. And this should be a winning combination, and for some reason it is not. And I blame it strictly on. The director, a Rachel Talalai. Talalai? Talalai. 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 Exactly. It sounds like a fucking... That's not even a real name. No, that's fucking bullshit. They made that up. She forged, like, her fucking graduate, you know, from film school diploma. And that was the one that she got. And then it was produced, the guy who handled the money by Tom Astor, who I think he stole the money to buy Coke. Yeah, that was probably where the majority of this budget went, was to fuel this guy's drugs, because he must have been on some pretty crazy shit in order to think that it was a good idea. And then you have the three writers. Now, the first writer, Teddy Savafin, I've heard of, I've heard he does some good things. But the two other writers, they even admitted that they hated this because this was their creation. They created this, and if you read the actual source material, it's fucking brilliant. It's fucked up and deranged and strange, but this was like... Let's take their source material, take a big shit on it, then wipe my fat ass with it. Well, actually, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> they basically just got paid for this. Uh, they got they they cashed their check, and you know what? They're gonna regret it until the day they go to the fucking grave. They do, but they're trying to reset it. And from 1995, the sci-fi adventure comic book rendition, Tank Girl. Yes, we're touching on Tank Girl now. For those who don't know, Tank Girl was based on a British comic, which is emphasized on the Riot Girl fad, which is girls who are all... Punked out, suicide girl types. Yeah, combat boots and all this stuff. Yeah. And the basic premise is the dystopian future, and Tank Girl is a girl who rides a tank, and she's just fucking completely batshit crazy. Her boyfriend is an anthropomorphic kangaroo named Booger, and her best friend is this girl named Jess. And there's a bunch of crazy shit in the comic. Like, there's one 
a bunch of little one-shots and other things. Like, there's a one-shot of how to have sex. And you see Bogo and her, and he's like, okay, first you gotta take off your clothes. Okay, take off the clothes. So they're both naked. And this comic has fucked a lot of boobies and sex and other things, so you gotta look. And in case, like, you're sitting there bewildered and, like, kind of, like, you're still trying to grasp the concept, yes, that's right. Zan said her boyfriend is a kangaroo. So anyway, so they're both naked, and she's like, okay, so make it real. Do you have protection? He's like, yeah, I got a knife. <laughs> it's like, no, I mean, you got a rubber. And he's like, what the fuck am I going to do with a rubber knife? <laughs> and then from there it gets more technical and, and like saying, okay, so this, uh, so this goes into that and it's using the actual scientific terms and it's like... It's very, it's witty. It's, it's sharp, it's dry humor, but it's in your face. It's fucking, it's well, rough. It's, it's not witty. I mean, the first, like, I, the when she gets pregnant, you find the baby, the father is her tank. It's like, yeah, I got fucking fucked up and, we, and it just happened, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, Douglas, uh, yeah, Douglas Adams, it's not, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's got a charm, but the comic has a charm to it. And that's the best part of the movie, actually, because interspersed throughout the entire thing, there are little snippets of the drawings you hear of the background of Lori Petty, who plays Tank Girl, and it's... They, yeah, they basically do, like, uh, like, voiceovers over the comic book art, which they inserted as segues rather than doing like a fade to black or like a transition scene it's like that's what pieces together the movie is actual bits of the comic book and it, it actually works pretty well and the reason why is because they didn't have enough money to film those scenes and said we'll just put it in the fucking comic book I think that was the, to be honest with you that was the one thing that this movie had going for it it did the rest of the movie the, it just will recreate Tank Girl's origins without getting the fact that she got fired from the army because she Forgot to deliver the president's coloscopy bags. And let's make it more like it's against her versus the evil water and power guy. He's played by Malcolm McDowell, who, as we said before, if you have a craft table, I'll be there. <laughs> Do you have potpourri on the craft table? No. What else is he in? He's in everything. Yeah, I know he is. But he's in Dune, right? He's in Dune, he was in, in Clockwork Orange, he was in... Oh, yeah. He's in everything. This was one of his worst roles. Not, I mean, he wasn't bad, but he's another one. He got paid. He was like a probably a mid-level. I mean, he's, he's a career actor. He'll act in anything as long as there's a steady paycheck, as long as he's acting. This was a fucking. I think he probably had to uh, stab his agent with a letter opener in the in the heart uh, because that's just he should not have been in this film. Yeah. Honestly, we could go on and on about this, but the fact is, the best thing about this film is the music. It has, it has a really good soundtrack. It's mid-90s, it's in the middle of the grunge era, it was like hard, you know, like, you know, like, like Pearl Jam type stuff, Soundgarden and all that. Yeah, Devo, it's got Bjork, whatever the fuck, however the fuck, Bjork, Bjork, what, how the fuck do you pronounce that name? <laughs> Bjork! You have Army of Me, you had a bunch of other people, and it's surprising you had a rendition of Cole Porter's uh, Let's Do It, which was pretty well done, surprisingly, even though it's a really awkward scene, which like, why is this even in the movie? Yeah, uh, they, they spent their money in crazy places. Yes. Um, now, we could go further on into some of the things like the cinematography, but there was no cinematography. It's very sloppy. It's just like, the pacing, it's like MTV fucking MTV6 like cuts you know it's like it's not it's not good at all it's fast nothing's cohesive 
It's just a bunch of scenes strung together by comic books, basically. Yeah, and it just it doesn't even look good. Although, like, I kind of like some of the, the, the like, the, the props that they use, like the costumes. It's like very, it's like Fallout kind of like, uh... Post-apocalypse? Yeah, you know, like, it, like, I like that shit. I mean, so I should, you should like that movie. If you like post-apocalyptic movies... You like seeing people die, and you like fucking, you know, doomsday scenarios, and you should like this movie, but it's just, it's just so god-awful. Do yeah. not spend any money on this Yeah, movie. like Goob says, if you want to prove that you have a, if you're friends with someone, make them watch this movie, and if they'll sit with you and not kill you after watching this, then things work out. I'm currently a zombie, so that answers the question of what happened. I know, me and Zon have known each other for going on 20 years, and, and I wanted to kill him for showing me this movie. But the thing was, I wasn't the one who introduced you to this movie. Nah. That was Mr. JT. I saw it. He, he introduced it to both of us ago, so fucking, but, well, anyway. <laughs> Suppose he wants to be on the show eventually. Oh, yeah? We should get JT on the show. If he ever fucking is like, well, guys, I'm going <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'll call you up now. <laughs> I'm learning how to be a pilot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to chat in between the, the Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah. JT, the Twin Towers aren't there anymore. Oh, well, well, I mean, uh, I mean the Chrysler Building and the Empire State Building. <laughs> They're not even next to each other, JT. <laughs> oh, well, uh, whatever. <laughs> hey, look over there. This one's away. Okay, so let's get into the rating. Now, for those of you who don't know, we have five ratings. And instead of doing five stars or one through five, we actually use phrases. That's, how, that's what makes it a little differently, that and our main gimmick. So either way, our first rating, our lowest rating, and that's what I'm going to give this, is purchase outside your local red box so, you don't, so no one goes to rent this reprehensible piece of shit. I, I mean, I like the soundtrack and I like the designs, but that's not enough to save this movie. I wanted to literally take... I didn't even watch this on, on DVDs, I'm not going to lie. I watched it on YouTube, and like, three parts, <laughs> there were no sound. And those were the best parts, because I made my own story up. It was like, oh, well, what do... <laughs> oh, well, hello, old chap. Oh, look at Hank. Oh, I'm going to shoot these baddies and uh, fly off my rocker. And now I'm going to be stabbed by this weird thing, which takes the water from my body. <laughs> yes. Yes, it stabs directly into my heart, and out comes water. Yes. Uh, would you give this a thing, or a little uh, bit higher? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the lowest rating. Um, I'm not gonna go with the red box one. I kind of like our Rocky Horror Halloween episode where we kind of just gave it low ratings but inserted our own text. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna give this uh, one crazy cowboy riding the atomic bomb down onto uh, Tank Hill. Oh, Slim Pickens riding it on. So that bad. Yeah, that yeah, is that awful. Yeah, so now, okay. Surprising, this is going to be the shortest episode we've done of the movie review, but no worries. Now, we need to, now, of course, we should say all the links, but it's been within two minutes. Well, within ten minutes. It should still be fresh in your mind. Usually, you know, we're blabbing on for like an hour and a half, but, uh, <laughs> this, uh, we're, we're in unison. We, we, we both genuinely hate this film. Just look on the show notes for the links, and now it's that part you've all been waiting for. It's the time for, of course, the dodecahedron of movies. Of movies! Of movies! That's the dodecahedron. Don't ask why it's clacking. Yes, yes, of course. No. 
We do not know what you speak of. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Improvise. So let us see what we're going to be reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Movie Review. Number... Ten. Ten, which is roll again. Number five. Number five? Number five? Number five. A very awesome movie. A movie with... Fucking great movie. A movie that's directed by Sam Raimi and produced by Dino De Laurento. Oh my god. That, 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 it has to be awesome. Well, theoretically it is. It might not be, though. We will see. And what are we talking about? We're talking about, well, that weird and interesting movie. A movie with the chin himself. Oh my god, man. Bruce Campbell. I wish we had seen him at Comic-Con. We should have walked up to him. Was he at Comic-Con? He was there on Saturday. We could have walked up to him. Are you kidding me? I shit you not, he had two panels. We couldn't go because he was there at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had to catch a train out of the city. That was Well, uh, you did. I was fucking yeah, there until well, 11. <laughs> they were like, said, hey, you want to go karaoke? And it's fucking 12 either. I got to catch my train. Yeah, we still got to do that. We should do a supplemental episode for the uh, anime or the manga uh, review. Well, we do have the first supplemental, which was my initial recording of what happened each night. Oh, okay. But I have to do one to catch up with you and, and Ash and hope about what you guys thought about the con as long as it's fresh on my we will do that eventually. We're gonna do that soon. Alright, yeah. I mean it's better than it's... me half asleep talking about shit like, yeah, this is two thousand eleven. How the <laughs> fuck did I not remember it was two thousand ten? <laughs> Seriously. It's it, it, it's two thousand ten, right? It was yeah, I think so. For for another couple of weeks anyway. So either way it's been good. So next episode we are gonna be reviewing Army of Darkness. And you know what? I'm going to be there for that one. I promise you, Zan. I will be three there. Three for three. Three for three. Awesome. That's it. So, without further ado, we could say our favorite quotes from this movie. And to be honest with you, the only quote that I remember, which I actually liked, was... Everybody, drop your guns. Or I scrape off all our makeup. This might take me a really long time. Uh, yeah, my favorite line from the movie, since I... Kind of my brain turned to fucking strawberry jam in the middle of it. Uh, it was pretty much when uh, the credits rolled. Yeah, so uh, so that's it exactly. So without further ado, this has been Deke. And this is Zan, and we are Gonsville. Catch you next time. And remember, pe- folks. And uh, tip your waitresses. Oh. Good night, everybody! Good night! <laughs>
I say we kill him. I say we hump him. I say we get crumpets and tea. Tasty. Crumpets and tea. All in favor of crumpets and tea say aye. 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 Shut up. Ain't gonna be no crumpets and tea. <laughs>